right. So if you were asked to draw the state T, the logo, <laughs> on camera to be judged later by the entirety of Twitter, how well, how good of a job do you think you would do? Amazing. Amazing. You th- just perfect, like as if it was a, a Xerox copy of as the state T? The as if I created it myself and traveled into the future to do it again. Are well, you as confident in uh, it? No, because my senior year at Tech, um, I had a whiteboard that I put in my window um, at, at my apartment, which was sort of behind the baseball stadium. But like lots of people walked past it and I would, you know, on game days for basketball, I would put out a draw. I drew a giant state T on it and wrote, you know, hey, there's a game tonight. You should go or whatever. And I got relentless shit ever since then, including up to now, for how bad my state tea apparently was. Although no one has photographic evidence, so yeah, so I don't, I don't have confidence um, in my state tea drawing abilities. I Meanwhile, I'm just really upset that why couldn't we have gone to Colorado Tech? <laughs> just a rectangle with a T in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, or Wyoming Tech. <laughs> yeah, Wyoming Tech and Colorado Tech would have to have a big fight over, you know, yeah. brand identity. Even like Rhode Island tech, which is, you know, more difficult state borders, but it's so small, the entire T just covers the whole thing up. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And this week with football right around the corner, we figured we'd need to talk about how many transfers do we have to the program this year, Evan? Uh, I don't know about transfers, but there are 45 new new to the team athletes um, on scholarship on this team. So 45 of the 85 scholarships are brand new. Well, you're not you're not saying that right. What am I what am I messing up? They're on Scully. Oh, I deeply apologize. Yeah, we're saving um, the money by not using the full. Word. Got 45 Scully athletes, bro. <laughs> They're given lax pennies, and they accepted. <laughs> Yeah, so basically over half the team brand new. So we're going to be learning a lot as we start the season. Uh, might as well start now, right? Yeah, I got a few weeks left to, you know, memorize the roster, you know, just try to names, faces and everything. That way we can go into FIU completely prepared for anything, right? Yeah, normally I print out a roster for the first game and bring it with me. This year I'm definitely doing that. I might laminate it even. Oh, like, oh, look at you. Yeah, look I'm how many a, shirts we sold. You're able to afford lamination now. <laughs> wait, a, wait a second. <laughs> Have we made money off of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Gonna need ledger-sized paper. <laughs> yeah, shit. 11 by 17 in here. Anyway, yeah, it's... I don't hardly know anyone on the team outside of Smoke Harris and my cousin Hank Bachmeyer. Yeah, let's start with your cousin then, I guess. Hank Bachmeyer and the quarterback room. The presumed starter, and you know, he's a redshirt senior transfer from Boise State, Hank Bachmeyer is, but I mean, there's other guys in that quarterback room as well. Jack Turner, who apparently played some last year. The whole football season's a blur to me. Uh, so I was somewhat shocked to recall all that. Yeah, I remember he played a lot in the UAB game, right? And we yeah, were all kind of like, right. why is Liddy not playing if he's the right. future of... It says he plays. He played in three games, sixteen for twenty-nine, with two interceptions and one touchdown thrown. You know, not great, but I think he was a true freshman last year. Yes, so he played in the MTSU, UTSA, and UAB games. You know, it didn't end well for Liddy being the future at Tech either. But anyway, yeah, I guess we should have seen that writing on the wall there, huh? He can come back yeah. around. He'll be back. Well, oh, yeah, sure, sure. 
Please. I'm not delusional. Yeah. Also in that room, we have a couple of freshmen and Blake Baker, not that Blake Baker, and Evan Bullock, both out of high schools in Texas. Then we have a junior transfer from Navarro Junior College, same place as Jack Turner came from, Brendan Strickland, whose bio on the tech website is empty. Interesting. So, he's a he's an enigma. He is an enigma. Spill of it, milk or whatever. Yeah. But but yeah, let's let's talk about Bachmeyer for a second, because he's obviously gonna be the starting quarterback. You know, he played at Boise from twenty nineteen until twenty twenty two. He elected to um to sit out after the first four games of last season to preserve that red shirt. I think the coach was fired after the fourth week. So he kind of was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to preserve this red shirt that he still had. And then, um, and then transfer out. But in his career, he's 20 and nine overall as a, as a starting quarterback. And he uh, had a 3000 passing yard season in 2021 with 20 touchdowns that season. So pretty good. I really, I really think the main reason he wanted to come to Tech was his last game as a Boise State Bronco was a loss to UTEP, Ooh. and so yeah, he's got to get his revenge. Well, he'll have an opportunity. Yeah, in that game, he was thirteen for thirty-four, ninety-three yards and a touchdown. One more touchdown than me. <laughs> You're not inspiring a lot of confidence here, Nathan. Well, how about his career stat line at the college level? Uh, a sixty-two percent passing completion percentage. 6,605 yards, 41 touchdowns to 19 interceptions. That's good for a QB rating or a passer rating. I get these two confused of 136.4. Well, he doesn't suck. Doesn't suck. Doesn't take off very often uh, on the ground. He has 17 yards to his name. Jesus. Like overall? Overall. Damn. Against God. Nevada in 2021, he had nine rushes. The, these include sacks at the college level, by the way. Nine rushes for negative 49 yards. Jeez. Yeah, that's Peyton Manning-esque. Yeah, too bad that NCAA video game doesn't come out this year, because playing with Peyton Manning and trying to scramble is always a good challenge. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah, we're we're excited to see how he um, turns out. You know, it's been a while since we've had, like, a guy coming into camp and – you know, hopefully that will stay the case. And we've got a QB one before fall camp, which is, you know, we haven't had that probably since Jamar. Well, right. Two, well, two things here. One is Matthew Downing no longer on the team. He's not listed on the roster. Huh? That's too bad. I didn't hear any. think he word about, transferred. I didn't even hear anything about that. I think it was like later on. His last pass was a touchdown. Yeah, it was a dime. He's at Elon. Wait, he's, he's at, at what? Elon. He's at Elon. Elon University. East Louisiana Occidental Nazarene College? Yes. Also soon to be called <laughs> X University. So wait, wait, wait. Uh, what is I don't know I don't know what Elon is. Elon is a school in North Carolina. They are the Phoenix. Oh that must be like NAIA or something. I've never heard of it. I believe they're like division. The Fien, the Fien X? Sorry. Anyway. They're well, FCS, well, really, by the way. Because I, I remember seeing their basketball team play. Uh, when it comes down to March Madness, so I do their Division that? One, but they're they're FCS. I don't remember getting any information about that whatsoever, but oh well. Hmm. Yeah. Either way, the other thing I wanted to bring up was Cumbie has come out and openly stated that Bachmeyer is QB one, hasn't he? I don't know that he has. Um, I don't think so. Um, I also have heard that Jack Turner is getting some first team reps in practice here so far in fall camp, but I mean, if you look at the last three years we've had to play a second quarterback all of those years 
So I don't think it's a bad thing to get the the number two guy some reps with the first teamers here early in fall camp. Yeah. Then let's move on to our running back room. Yeah. Running backs. Yeah. Quarterback's a little thin, I think, but running back, the running back room looks honestly pretty good from here in early August. We added a transfer Tyree Shelton from Miami of Ohio. He's played a lot of games, rushed for somewhere around a thousand yards in his career at Miami in three seasons, including 85 rushes for 321 yards and three touchdowns last year. So it looks like he hasn't ever like been the guy in the running back room, but luckily that is not what we need him to be here either. So Nathan, what what can you tell me about these other two guys? Yeah, Marquise Crosby returns to lead the rushing attack. Had a, a decent year for Tech. Yeah, yeah, 918 yards, nine touchdowns. He had a, a couple or three. Uh, he had three 100-yard performances, including against MTSU and Charlotte. But And then the SFA game, he almost popped off for 200. So um, three touchdowns in that game against Charlotte, by the way. Wow. So he really became a feature back, too. And someone who kind of played in his shadow last year, uh, Travis Thornton, comes back as well. As Richard Jr. last year, he appeared in all 12 games, 464 yards, three touchdowns on 80 carries. Yeah, he had a really nice game against UAB to close out the season. Eight rushes for 132 yards. So even in that backup role, he came in and found some running room. Well, I'm pretty excited about Thornton. I think that he was great in limited action and Crosby as well. So I feel pretty good about the running backs room. Yeah, I I forgot about Crosby's game against Stephen F. Austin yeah. uh, last year. 12.3 yards per carry. <laughs> and we yep. could have invited them to Kusa. We could have been playing against Stephen F. Austin. That's this true. Year. Yeah, Crosby's oh, well. only a, only a sophomore, too, this year. Yeah, I think that's what we were most excited for last year was just his youth and how long he may be an impact player on this team. I still have a lot of doubts. Uh, well, we haven't gotten to the defensive side yet, so I'll just save that criticism for them. But yeah pretty confident about the running backs room sounds like good depth so yeah 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 for sure three guys who should contribute yeah that leads us back to the passing game uh let's talk receivers for a moment before we you know go to the sexy positions of offensive linemen uh the three yeah. Oh, hell yeah the big hog mollies yeah what what down kirk herb street uh, that's, that's, okay. that's what fucking kirk herb street says on ncaa <laughs> <laughs> he calls uh, them the, the big hog mollies anyway I, 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 we need a new game very soon is what I'm hearing yeah. from that. Yeah. I can't wait. Receivers we have in the room that will most likely have the largest impact are probably names you, you may have heard of before. They definitely were on the team last year. Cyrus Allen, Smoke Harris, and Julian Lewis are, you know, Tech's most likely guys to receive a lot of the passes from Hank Bachmeyer. Yeah, feeling really good about Cyrus. I think, yeah. I, is this his junior year he's going into or his sophomore year? This, this is his, his sophomore year. Sophomore year, yeah. He was a yeah, true freshman so last year. Showed some glimpses last year. He could be tr- uh, tremendous. Had some boneheaded drops. Uh, of course, the one pass he caught from Liddy that was absolutely insane was incredible on both of their parts. But I feel really good about Allen. Uh, Lewis is great. We all know how great Smoke is. So that's another pretty solid depth right there. Yeah. And, and those are really probably yeah. just the starters. It, there are a couple of depth positions I'm more excited about. Not positions, but players, if only because of their names. One, because of how cool his name is, and that's the coldest Crawford. See what I did there. And the other is his last name, just specifically True Edwards, you know, the, the son of Troy Edwards. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at the production from last year, uh, losing Trey Harris sucks. Um, obviously, he was the leading receiver, 10 touchdowns, 935 yards. Where did but, he go to? Uh, where did he go? Ole Miss? Ole Miss, yeah. The next two guys uh, are guys you just mentioned, Nathan Smoke and Cyrus Allen um, were the next two. And then Griffin Hebert obviously graduated as well. But basically, I mean, we're returning talent that needs to step up and become like the number one guy, right? Cyrus Allen needs to try to fill the shoes left by Trey Harris. You know, we need a few extra guys, right? Some of these guys that I think... You started to name, right, uh, DeColdis Crawford. We got the trans- – he transferred in from Nebraska. Um, so maybe he'll have his eyes on that game. Or, you know, maybe uh, maybe True Edwards will have it, that game circled on his calendar, right? So for obvious reasons. But, I mean, I think we're going to need a guy like a Kyle Maxwell or any of these other guys to step up and, and become, you know – 40 catch guys, right? They don't necessarily need to be a Trent Taylor or a Carlos Henderson with a hundred catches or whatever, but we need several like 40 catch guys who can be in the, the three, four 500 yard range at the end of the season and hope that, you know, Cyrus Allen can become that thousand yard receiver that we've been lacking for a few years now. Yeah. And then it, just the depth on this team. I mean, we have another transfer. He's a senior Six foot two guy went to McNeese and San Diego State by the name of Kobe Duru. Oh, he's been everywhere. Yeah, uh, he he started his career. So he went to high school, uh, attended Montana State, did not play there. Transferred to San Diego State, played a couple years there, only sparingly. Transferred to McNeese, caught two catches for thirty two yards, and now he's at Tech. So kind of an end of the the roster kind of guy. But I mean, he got attention Whoa. from some programs. So where is he from originally? Montana. Diamond Bar, California. Oh, wow. Interesting. So before we move on from wide receivers, I want to bring everybody's attention to one name here. He's a true freshman. His name is Dedrick Latulus. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. It could be Latulus, I guess. Um, Probably Latulus. He's He's from from Westgate Westgate High School, who, fun fact, beat Slido High in a playoff game when I was in high school. So that's fun. Uh, I just... Just flashback to that moment. Uh, when At I least saw your team's made the playoffs. Play. That's true. Uh, he caught 61 passes for 1,012 receiving yards last year and had 1,500 all-purpose yards with 18 touchdowns. I'm really excited about this guy. He's tiny. He's five foot seven, 150 pounds, but he's like Smoke Harris Jr., basically. So having two guys at that speed, so... You know, that size and that speed, I think, might create some interesting packages or, you know, at least interesting like challenges for a defense. This guy, he ran track in high school as well. He was a regional qualifier in the long jump, 110 meter hurdles and a state qualifier in the hurdles as well as the long jump as a sophomore. So he's just a like a really good athlete and he's also tiny and really fast. So Hopefully he can see the field a little bit this season. Um, so, you know, maybe a little preview of my surprise newcomer or whatever we call that category when we do our season preview. Hopefully by that time, we'll remember what the category is called. So he's not a transfer. He's straight out. Of, he's straight out of high school. Straight out. Straight out of high school. Yep. Gotcha. Well, maybe our maybe our version of Tyreek Hill. I personally, I would take that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Next up would be the tight ends. But unless Evan, you have something to say, I'd. I'm hopelessly unprepared to talk about tight ends, if only because of the leftovers from the Skip Holtz era in terms of how I view the position. Yeah. So the only thing I have to say really about 
the tight end group. We returned Nate Jones, who was the sixth leading receiver on the team last year. Also brought in a transfer from like, I think Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. But then, I mean, we got to throw it out here to, um, to our oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> you know, where there is no judge on earth, the appeal lies to God in heaven. John Locke here. Good guy to have in your locker room, obviously just spouting out quotes all day, giving you his thoughts about government and, and tyranny and all that sort of thing. So, um, uh, yeah, but, but in reality, I think Nate Jones is the sort of pass catching tight end and, uh, Ryan Rivera, more of a blocker, but I don't know. We we'll see if he can catch, I guess. Yeah. I do like how we have to remind the audience that, Two thirds of us are history majors every now and then just to, yeah, j- just to, you know, remind everybody. John Locke yeah. was a great man. I'll, I'll take your word for it. He was the father of liberalism. He's also an empiricist, which is why I love him so much. <laughs> I don't know what that word means. Let's move on to the offensive <laughs> line. <laughs> He's just waiting until the empirical, until we have empirical evidence of LaTeX dominating the landscape of college football this year. Oh, okay. So not like imperial units. Like no, pounds Nathan. and miles no. per hour. Let's talk offensive line and how many pounds they weigh because these are some pretty big guys. Uh, the starters are pretty well defined, I believe, which is nice because yeah. this is always a tricky unit to try to piece together. Some names you may recognize. Dakota White feels like he's been on this team forever. Uh, Abraham Delphin probably has. I think, uh, he's, I think he's in his seventh year. Which is yeah. Really- during the uh, the press conference at Media Day that was live streamed on ESPN Plus, I think this is where it was that I heard someone make a joke that he has like three or four college degrees now. I think he. I think I don't think that's a joke. Yeah, I think he has Delphin. Al- yeah, Abe, Abe Delphin. Delphin. Yeah, yeah. So this is his seventh year. Yeah. So he's a red. Sh- he was a true freshman, redshirted in 2017. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So he came in as a true freshman and played, and no, then no, redshirted no. the like, Help me out. He didn't. He didn't see any action in 2017. That was his freshman. So then he year. played. He played in all 13 games his redshirt freshman season, which was 2018. Yeah. Same in 2019. He played in all all games. He started all 10 of our games in 2020, which was his first start. Was the Southern Miss game that season? Appears and starts in all 12 games at center for 2021. And then 2022, his second redshirt senior year, he got from COVID eligibility, right? So he plays in the first three games before, I believe, tearing his Achilles, I want to say. I think in the third game, whatever that was. So he was granted an extra year of eligibility for that injury. Well, if he if his first year in college was 2017-18... This is indeed his seventh year. Yep. Yeah. Also, I'm slowly realizing how great of a resource LinkedIn is and just in terms of this podcast found him. He only has three degrees. He has a Bachelor of Applied Science and Construction Engineering Technology, a Master of Science and Engineering Damn. Management and Construction Concentration and an MBA, Master of Business Administration. He is well set. This man has also been on the uh, the CUSA Honor Roll 2018, 19, 20, 21 and 22. Uh, yeah, so let's move on because he's only the <laughs> the second offensive lineman here. Um, other names you might recognize, Burt Hale, Jaron Gilbert, and Carson Bruno um, sort of rounding out that group. Did you mention Dakota White? I did at the top. We haven't talked about him at okay. all yet. Yeah, but those will be your starting five, and it's really nice to have a core of offensive linemen that we like recognize their names, right? <laughs> that's That's really nice. 
And Carson Bruno, especially last year, he was a freshman. I mean, a redshirt freshman, but he started all 12 games. That's huge to have back. Just want to note that a handful of players have had eight years of eligibility. So uh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? But (laughs) offensive line, I mentioned to you guys earlier today that I talked to Kurt Armstrong and he was giving me some updates on former LaTeX long snapper Griffin Armstrong and his progress up at Blacksburg for Virginia Tech. Uh, And he mentioned to me that he still listens to the podcast and keeps up with the team. And he said he's more optimistic about LaTeX football season than he is Virginia Tech football season. uh, because nice. they're kind of going through it, they're going through a transition period up there. He's not yeah. knocking the new, the, not knocking the new coaching staff or anything. They're going to do their best, but it's kind of like what Cumbie was given last year. So, uh, but anyway, uh, he mentioned that, and I think this is a good point that having some stability on offensive line, uh, obviously, it's necessary. We don't want to see our quarterback go through six quarterbacks like we did last year, but it does. It's going to play a huge role. Uh, if it's Swiss cheese like last year, Hank's going to die. So uh, I don't, I don't think those, the offensive line was all that bad last season, but I, I don't know. I could be just trying, it, trying it to be a sunshine pumper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not great. So offensive line, while the names might sound familiar and we can joke about the longevity, I think it's great. We need to have some solid guys up front because uh, Crosby Thornton and any other new guys or or returning guys that are going to benefit from that. Obviously Hank will too. So sounds like uh, on the offensive side of the ball, there's a lot to be excited about. This looks like a pretty solid unit. So let's talk defense. Yeah. Who knows the end? <laughs> well put. Yeah. It can I only mean, be better. Lots of new names on this list here. We're going to go through, but yeah, I mean, last year we, allowed 38 points per game and 469 yards per game. So like you said, hopefully, uh, hopefully it can only get better because that's pretty damn bad, you know, second year of uh, Scott powers system. So hopefully they're better. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's what I was waiting for. I don't like that power. I don't respect him. I think he is a shit coach. Uh, this is the one part of the team that I'm most concerned about. I don't see how it could get worse. I'm sure I'll, well, actually, I don't want to be sure that I'll find out. I sure hope we don't. I'd love to be proven wrong. This guy just, he's, he just fucking sucks. And this is the one part of the, the team that I'm most concerned about. I do like the stats that are cherry-picked for the LaTexSports.com uh, article on him or his little bio. In his inaugural season in Rustin, Power oversaw a defense that ranked 12th nationally in defensive touchdowns with three, 20th in fumbles recovered, <laughs> with 11 and 24th and turnovers gained 22 power helped scheme and develop first team all conference defensive lineman Kiwi Rose second team offensive d- defensive back all conference defensive back Miles Brooks and honorable mention defensive back Willie Roberts I thought you were just gonna say Scott Power oversaw a defense <laughs> it just his bio is just his name again just Scott Power <laughs> and even that's a straight and even that's a stretch but I, I shit on this guy a lot last season. I will continue to do so until I see a 180-degree uh, turnaround. I'll settle for like 165. If we're just pointing in the right direction, I, I'll be happy with the offense that I think we have. It, we just can't have a, a negative defense. Settles for 91-degree turn. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I hope to be driven wrong, man, but I think this guy just sucks. I think he's the drizzling shits. Uh, I, I really Jesus. Do. 
So I I mean it was one year and our whole team was bad. I I don't know. Oh, I guess so. I hope so, man. But this is the we don't know a lot of people on defense and I feel like that's just going to compound the already existing issue of Scott Powers' existence on the team. Well, so, what why don't we why don't we mix things up here and start with the secondary cuz you just mentioned a guy uh Nathan that I think everybody will remember, Willie Roberts. Um he was second team or he was all all conference honorable mention last season, but he led the team with four interceptions. Um, and he's on the, the preseason watch list this season. Um, I think really primed for a breakout year and, you know, sees, sees his guy, um, you know, making it to the NFL and, um, you know, wants to, wants to make it too. So I think he'll have a great season um, at the sort of first cornerback spot. Yeah. And the second cornerback spot's another name you may have heard of before, even though, he hasn't quite lived up to his last name that we kind of expected great things from because, you know, Xavier. But Cedric Woods at the other cornerback position, I have high hopes for just because, I mean, he wasn't bad previously, but I've kind of been waiting for him to break out and become this dominant shutdown cornerback. And he's really yet to prove it, but he also hasn't been so bad that I can't see that happening this year. Yeah, for sure. The safety position, we've got um, Cecil Singleton, I believe his first name is. Yeah. Um, a transfer in from Miami of Ohio. So he joins his, his guy, Tyree Shelton at Miami. He appeared in all 12 games last season, six starts. He ranked fourth on the team with tackles as a safety and he forced three fumbles, six TFLs and had an interception. So, um, actually that was last season with tech. So apparently I am forgetting that he transferred in 2021. Speaking of forgetting, good old Xavier Woods uh, signed a like sixteen million dollar contract last year, so good for him. With the Panthers, right? Yeah, even though he's playing for the sorry ass Carolina Panthers, but good for him for for making. I it's not often that I see La Tech players and pros uh, sign pretty big contracts. So, well, fairly large contracts. So good for him. Of all the teams, the NFC South, the Panthers sure are one of them. <laughs> They have no uh, Super Bowls, and neither did the Falcons. Those teams suck. So the other safety, so we got Cecil Singleton, who, again, those stats I read out earlier are from Tech, not from Miami. Miles Hurd, another transfer. This time, this is really his first season. Um, he's transferring in from SFA, where he obviously played under Coach Power for a little bit. And this is a guy who uh, who has a nose for the football. He had 202 tackles in his first three seasons there at SFA, including 83 last season. So bad. Yeah. Man. Then moving down to the linebackers, I guess we're moving towards the line of scrimmage when we're talking defense. Uh, Evan, what can you tell me about this linebacking core? I'm throwing to you because I don't recognize any of the names on this list. Uh, well, you got Hugh Davis. He's the leading tackler from last season. He's returning, you know, kind of a kind of a big guy, kind of a, a run stopper, if I remember correctly, not the best in pass coverage. Then you've got another transfer in Demarcus Griffin Taylor, uh, transferring in from Community College. He he started his career at Houston and then went to Independence Community College. Or nope, scratch that, reverse it. Last year at Houston, thirteen games played, sixteen total tackles. So kind of a relief guy, I think, for the most part. But um, from what I'm hearing, this guy he he'll kind of be a hybrid linebacker um, safety type guy. Yeah. Who else we got? We got a transfer from Akron. Shout out to Jake. I'll do no such thing. A Matt correspondent, um, Jake. Uh, his name is 
I believe, Yes Lord Boateng. Well, it's J E S L O R D. I believe it's there's there's my player of the year. That's easy. He's from Dublin too. What? Wait, Dublin, Ohio, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> Boateng, Boateng's <laughs> a very African name. That's a very popular name among uh, soccer players overseas. I've heard that name many times. So the other linebackers to look out for: redshirt sophomore Colby Fields, as well as. Um, have you talked about the transfer from Arkansas? Zach Zymos. Yeah. Zymos? Zach Zymos. I was going to say Zemos, but I, I, your guess I, is as good as mine. I, but it's much more you? fun. Zach Zymos. Yeah. It's just. I Zymos had him. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Yeah. I mean, he was a four star recruit coming out of high school, played four seasons in Arkansas. Yeah. Basically played special teams in Arkansas and decided to transfer for his final year of eligibility. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he can get on the field for us. One more guy I have not mentioned in the linebacking core is Brevin Randall, another transfer from Stephen F. Austin. I guess that's why we didn't invite Stephen F. Austin to Cusa. It's just because we're just we taking their, their entire team. team anyway. What's the point? Dang. Yeah. Finally, on the defensive side, we have the defensive line. Um, there are some names here you may recognize, either from just being on the roster in the previous years or having had an impact last year. Uh, Jadan Burnett and Michael Clark are kind of looking to be the defensive ends right now. Michael Clark is a name I know was very hyped up in his recruitment and long pause for me to stumble for the right words that aren't too mean, but not too nice either because he hasn't quite lived up to expectations. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, really the whole defensive line hasn't honestly. And then we have Zion Nason and Deshaun Hall at defensive tackle. Deshaun Hall is on the conference USA preseason watch list. Didn't he join the group down for the media day? Yes. And so he was one of the ones that drew the state T. Yes, he was. I think Smokes was better. Yeah, well, <laughs> not everyone can be Smoke Harris. Maybe we should line up Smoke Harris at defensive tackle. <laughs> uh, maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, one more defensive tackle to talk about here is um, Zion Nason. Uh, Zion Nason is a, uh, a previous transfer from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Um, he appeared in six games for the Bulldogs last season. Um, nine tackles, including uh, three for a loss and two sacks. So, you know, really a lot. I think I think this group here, the the defensive line, is the biggest question mark on the entire team. Can they generate pressure? Because we have not generated pressure the last few years, and it's really really impacted the back end of the defense. You know, last year we had 16 sacks as an as a team, and the best yeah, pass that's... rusher on the team was a safety. <laughs> That's bad. So, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's really bad. Yeah. So not exactly, you know, a lot of confidence in this group at the moment, but, you know, they have a lot to prove that they'll have a chip on their shoulder and, um, you know, hopefully some guys can step up. There's also some transfers at the various positions. So hopefully some of them can, uh, you know, step up and make a name for themselves. Right. We've got a uh, a history of putting guys in the league from the defensive line in the last few years. So need to get back to that we definitely do especially if we want to win more than three games this year Uh, since i've heard that as a rallying cry a few times of we've won three games the last two years we need to do better and absolutely we do and to kind of round out our roster preview we have the special teams kicker punter long snapper and kick and punt returner the kicker position we have some familiar names there you know baby barnes yep i'm trying to remember his first name it's not jonathan it's Jacob. Uh, Jacob. Jacob. There we go. I wanted to say Bucky, and I knew that was wrong. 
No, that's Deion Sanders' son. We also got Buck Buchanan. Speaking of Bucky, um, <laughs> maybe that's it. I'm trying to combine the two. Sort of the the long distance kicker from last year has a cannon for a leg, but not as good um, on the accuracy. So hopefully he's been working on that. And baby Barnes has been working on his um, distance. It's kind of interesting. Barnes is listed as a kicker slash punter. Buchanan's listed as a punter slash kicker. And then we have two other kickers on the roster right now. uh, Both freshmen, Logan Smith and Drew Henderson. Wow. Going to run out like a trick play formation with four kickers on the field at the same time. Not only trick play. That would just be our (laughs) offensive setup. (laughs) Yeah, but speaking of punter, you know, both of those guys, Buck and Jacob, are listed as punter slash kickers, but they're not really in the punter conversation right now. We've got Patrick Ray, who is from Melbourne, Australia, heading into his second year here. There's a redshirt senior transfer from Eastern Michigan named Blake Oschendorf, uh, sure. which sounds like somebody who would play at Eastern Michigan, I guess. I don't know. But um, he's six foot six and his picture is just a state T. So huh. he's really he is the state <laughs> Maybe that's his drawing of it. Yeah, his uh, bio is a little depressing. Redshirt senior twenty twenty two did not compete. Redshirt junior twenty twenty one did not see game action in twenty twenty one. Junior twenty twenty joined the team as a transfer following a stint with Minnesota State University Moorhead, but did not see game action. Oof, never played. Twenty nineteen was the last time he punted in a collegiate setting. Uh, it was a freshman in twenty eighteen as well, but. Yeah, maybe he's just too good. Maybe. Yeah, he's, he is six fair. foot six. So, and then one final punter, we've got Arland Bengu, who is from Avon, Ohio, and punted in his two games is, last. His name is Arland? Arland, yes. A-R-L-A-N-D? L-I-N-D. Gotcha. Arland. My, great-grand- my great-grandfather's name was Arland with an A. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe this guy is your great-grandfather. We can't do that joke twice in two weeks. We can. We can. And we will. We can and we will. <laughs> and we did. Yeah, he, he averaged 48 and a half yards per punt on his two punts last season. So if he can figure out how to do that consistently, he'll uh, he'll be great. My great-grandfather was also six foot six. Huh. This Arland is only is, six foot even. Ah, uh, yeah. I didn't inherit any of those tall genes. Not one bit. Thanks a lot. <laughs> if you had inherited his tall genes, you probably wouldn't fit into them anyway. This friendship is on thin I-7. <laughs> <laughs> I tuned out for a second, and I wish that had been the part I tuned out for. Uh, let's <laughs> let's head to our final couple of positions. Long snapper, not Florence, but Gabe Pugh. We have uh, his bio just mentions he was at Alabama from 2019 to 2020. Did not see action, dot, dot, was a member of the undefeated 2020 national championship team. So Good for him. Yeah, that's cool. He's got a cool ring, I guess. And then we have our kick and punt returner, Smoke Harris. Kuso preseason special team player of the year. Is this Smoke's last year? Yep. Righty-ho. Going to need Smoke to step up uh, both offensively and in that kick return, punt return position. And possibly defensively if we put him in a defensive tackle. I would like to see that. (laughs) I just keep thinking of the State State Farm commercials from like 15 years ago where it said, this is you without State Farm, and it was the – starting Seattle Seahawks defensive line against a bunch of like five-year-olds dressed up in Arizona Cardinals uniforms. And uh, just uh, the Seattle Seahawks destroyed these five-year-olds. And that, that's what I pick. That, that's what I picture happening <laughs> inversely. If Smoke Harris lines up at defensive line. Or it could all work out. Who knows? Uh, I doubt it. 
Anyway, so that's the roster. We've gone through every position. Again, not all 100 and however many players, but at least the ones that we expect to see the field at least early in the season. How do we feel about this team? We've kind of gone through it and talked while we've been, you know, recapping the players, but do we feel like this is a good team? Do we feel like we are that much improved over the three and nine record we had a year ago? Or are Um, we, is this a conference USA championship team? Who knows? What do y'all think? No, I don't think it's a Cusa championship team. Um, Even with all the, even with all the teams that departed, which makes it feel like a, like it should be a good year for LaTeX to try for the championship. I still think that there are a couple of teams that are a little bit better. Tech still trying to transition out of the Skip Holtz years and settle into the Cumbie years. Still think they're another year or two away from regularly getting back to bowl games and competing for conference championships. But that's not all to say that Tech's not going to be a better football team. I still think that winning five or six games is doable. Yeah, I'll jump in there. I think uh, yes will be better. Um, I think we've got more talent across the board. Just some big question marks. Um, I think the wide receiver core, you know, has guys who have like contributed a little that need to contribute a lot. And then the defensive line, as I mentioned, big question mark there. Is it a championship caliber team? Probably not. I would anticipate that Western Kentucky or Liberty will probably be those. But, you know, I hope that it's a team that can at least have us in the hunt, you know, and sort of mid to late October that we're still like, okay, we just got to rattle off a couple wins here. And then, you know, we've got a chance to make it to the championship game, but yeah, I think improved is the, the bar that I'm setting right here from August 2nd. Okay. This is definitely an improved team. Um, I think there are, there are you can go eh, all you want, but it is. Is that Leah? My little baby. Yeah. Julie and Leah just got learned. I thought that bedtime. was you dismissing my my opinion so i apologize to baby leah yeah well leah's allowed my my Um, 10 month old daughter dismissing your opinion i mean she's seen enough tech sports to realize that i'm probably a little too optimistic but i'll power through it anyway find it alarming that you think that i sound like my 10 month old daughter um yeah this is a this is a team that if three things go right they're a conference usa championship team if the defensive line is figured out and that's a big if but there are some names there that we've had for a couple years now if deshaun hall has a like a coming out season and a season where he goes from being you know just a conference usa preseason watch list player to a draft pick kind of guy then this could be a, a huge improvement from the defensive line we also need hank bachmeyer if he is the best quarterback in conference usa this year then I feel pretty good about our chances, and he might be. Well, yeah. If he Austin, Austin Reed will have something wins. to say about that at Western Kentucky, but yeah, it's not a shoe in, but he he might be. We haven't seen him play at the Conference USA level and not in Sonny Cumbie's offense. And then if the offensive line stays healthy, those are the three big things. Two of them are line related, which is always fun in football. But it's basically, yeah, can the defensive line figure it out? Can the offensive line stay healthy? And can can Hank Bachmeyer be as good as he was promised? transferring out of Boise state. And if so, then I think we're a championship team. Has he promised that? Yeah. I called him. He personally promised. I asked him at Thanksgiving and told me (laughs) that he was going to come here and dominate. You didn't ask him to come on the pod? (laughs) No. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I think Leah is enthralled by, uh, the, uh, the fact that her dad is on a podcast. Hey, you're famous now. Hey, sweetie. (laughs) My little princess. Well, 
so I guess the I mean the best the question to ask in my opinion is do we think we're gonna go bowling? And I say no. Wow. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. This is one of those I hope I'm wrong moments. Most of my sports predictions are. Yeah, we'll do we'll do like a full, you know, preview, but I'd sure. I'd say I think this is a bowl team. I think it's a bowl team. Yeah, that's a good way to I mean we can go blow by blow in another week and kind of go game by game and yeah. go win loss win loss. But yeah, I I'm not sure that this team is, is a bowl team, but hey. There's so much uncertainty. Who knows? Yeah, I I think this is a bowl team unless you know the first two games go so poorly that we start to doubt it. Since those are some of our easier games early in the year, this team on paper is good enough to get to six or seven wins. But there's a reason you play the games, and so we'll have to see. So Creed reunited. So that's the real news here. Wait, why are we talking about tech then? I don't know because Creed reunited, and I'm hype AF. <laughs> Did, did they really they did they did they uh oh, I was, I'm, God. A, I'm still in their newsletter so i got an email to my old account from when i was in high school and i uh, said that they had some big news coming up and they announced they, a reunion but so far it's just on a cruise <laughs> so uh hopefully a new album's in the works and they'll actually tour instead of going on a silly cruise nonetheless i'm excited yeah, and so that brings us to the tweet of the week. We brought it up at the top of the show, but let's go ahead and talk about it again. I mean, there were two drawings. Might as well talk about it twice. This week's tweet of the week goes to at Conference USA, now hyphenless, who tweeted out, who did it best? Vote for your favorite logo. They had both Smoke Harris and Deshaun Hall while at Media Day draw from memory the Louisiana Tech logo. Um, I'm kind of upset that they didn't draw the Bulldog rather than the state T with the words. But I mean, that's just me. Also, who do you think drew it better? Evan. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Vindicated after all these years. Smokes is better uh, because Deshaun Hall, his Louisiana is, I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like, it looks like the foot of like a cartoon character. What's the cartoon I'm trying to think of? Like Vicky from the Fairly Odd Parents? Is that what I'm trying to think of right now? <laughs> It's an Icky Vicky state tea. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the the like toes part of the foot. If Louisiana is a foot, it's just so wrong. It's so wrong. That one, it looks like he tried to draw around Baton Rouge, which respect. Just get them (laughs) out of here. But then, like Smokes State down there, where like Plaquemine Parish would be. It looks like two little kissy lips coming off the <laughs> end of a <laughs> I was a thinking boxy. shoes, but yeah. <laughs> it looks like the inner mouth from the alien guy. Yeah. So, yeah, but I got to give it to Smoke, I think. Um, also, respect to both guys for, like, not really, like, worrying about having lines across the T. They just, like, drew the state first. And then we're like, oh, crap, the T's got to come out of there. <laughs> They didn't try to color in the T or anything. They just they just went for it. Either way, whoever won between them two, I'm pretty sure we all won by seeing those logos that I wish we could put on a shirt, but I'm pretty sure that we would actually get sued that time. So that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can get this month's shirt of the month. This is one of my favorites, if only Um, it is so bad. Evan, describe this month's shirt of the month. So, one thing most of y'all might not be aware of is you can go back uh, and look at old tech yearbooks on the internet. I highly recommend you do it. They start sometime in 
I think the early 20s and go up to 1949 available online. The 1923 yearbook has a football section, obviously. And at the front of this section is what I can only describe as a demon spawn mixture of a bulldog (laughs) and a football. Uh, And Nathan decided to, you know, on the 100th anniversary of this being unleashed on the world, decided to unleash it on the world again in the form of a shirt that says Bulldog Football surrounding this truly, truly hideous um, Bulldog Face Football. I must be the only person that actually enjoys it. Uh, I ironically like it, which means in like six months, I'm going to genuinely like it. Oh, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I mean... <laughs> it, should, it should replace the state tee in the helmet. <laughs> I, would be down, I would be down with it replacing the, uh, the Bulldog secondary logo. Instead of Faith and Family Night, we should have What the Fuck Is That Night? <laughs> <laughs> Put on our basketball jerseys just to, you know, mess with people. Just do it. Yeah. There's no harm. I mean, who Amazing. Yeah. If you want this abomination on your chest, buy your shirt at gtpdd.dog slash shop. One of my pickup lines. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, <laughs> I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. Shout out to when I had a Jake DeLome Panthers jersey growing up. Uh, we don't need to talk about that, though. Let's. Uh, what a polluted kid. I the mean, Saints were only, so bad, I mean, and I just wanted to root for someone from Louisiana, and it wasn't until later who, that I developed my ULL hate. ULL? I didn't know. I wasn't a Tech fan yet.